It's Friday of the fourth week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Our spiritual pilgrimage to the Roman stations continues today. First, we gather at the Collect Church on the Esquiline Hill, San Vito, in Marcello Livie, is its subtitle, in the market of Livia. Apparently, Tiberius, Emperor Tiberius, um, dedicated this area to his mother, and it's right next to the Arch of Gallienus. And one of the old titular cardinals of this church was the Englishman Reginald Pole. So now we make our way over to Sant Eusebio. Saint Eusebius was a Roman priest who lived in the 4th century. And in 357, he defended Saint Athanasius and the doctrine of the Council of Nicaea against the emperor, who was an Arian. And the emperor had him starved to death. And it is thought that this church grew out of his house. And indeed, beneath the basilica, there are 3rd century houses. There were various uh, renovations, and uh, well, here's something interesting. The, there's a little chapel here that is dedicated to St. Celestine V. Now, he was the pope who abdicated in 1296, and he is considered a saint in the Roman calendar, uh, though Dante looks at him a little less uh, than benevolently. He's the, the one who made the great refusal and allowed Boniface VIII to become pope. In the Vetus Ordo, um, we have two readings about miraculous resurrections, uh, just like we did yesterday. So today is one by the prophet of a widow's son, and the other one is the raising of Lazarus at Bethany. What's going on with these resurrection readings two days in a row? Remember that our pilgrimage through Lent is bringing the catechumens, candidates for baptism, who are dead in mortal sin closer and closer and closer to their resurrection as new creations. There's another little point, too, but I think I'll save that for my daily Mass Ferberino. From Toward Easter by Father Patrick Troedek. Lazarus had been dead for four days, and by these simple words, Lazarus, come forth, Jesus brought him back to life. What a scene! It was a new, undeniable witness to the divine power of Jesus. Yesterday we meditated on the spiritual resurrections performed by Jesus over the course of the centuries. Let us meditate today on the sense of Christian death. To understand it, we have to remember that what we habitually call life is not true life. That is why in today's gospel, death is presented as a sleep. Jesus says that Lazarus sleeps and that he is going to wake him. In fact, true life is supernatural life, participation in the divine life. God alone, through his priests, gives true life, and it is that life which will allow us one day to share in heaven the very happiness of God. Consequently, natural death is not our final end. For all those who die in the state of grace, death is but a necessary passage toward a life much better than the one here below. 
The preface for the Mass of the Dead expresses it in these words, For thy faithful, Lord, life is changed, not taken away. Lord Jesus, help me to make a beautiful act of self-abandonment and confidence to prepare me to carry out under the best conditions my own passage to eternity. I know that, for thy faithful, death is the beginning of the life for which thou hast created me. And so I wish to work to foster in myself the hope and desire of heaven by leading a life which is always pleasing to thee. I will also try to pray especially for those in their last agony and for all those among my acquaintance who have already passed over the threshold of eternity.